Welcome to the blogcast, Let There Be Lose. I'm your host, Linda Garcia, also known as Lose Warrior. The intention of this blogcast is to bring spirituality to the forefront. To not be afraid of what your intuition is telling you, but to encourage you to take action on it. Episode 85, made possible by our Patreon family. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Let There Be Lose. We are talking about my favorite topic, abundance and money. As we get clear with money, we also get clear with our relationship and how we value ourselves because our finances are a direct reflection of our self-worth. Even just seeing that makes me really uncomfortable, but it is the truth. It is absolutely the truth. How much do we value ourselves? And I think that a lot of us, at least for me personally, I have a hard time placing value on myself. As I get more comfortable in this space, you know we explore the dynamics and we empower ourselves with knowledge and resources that are going to help us expand our spiritual relationships with our higher self and that includes money. That includes expanding our relationship with money and having a clear understanding of the importance of this energetic quality and how it is not evil. Yes, it can be. Everything and anything can be evil, but it does not have to be and we don't have to suffer in order to have strong spiritual relationship with self. It's not about suffering. It's not about any of that. And actually, this brings me to something that I wanted to mention really quickly before we get started. There is this new show on Netflix. It is called Green Frontier. I have received several messages from you all asking me to watch it. I finally did. We binged it. And oh my goodness, if you love conscious content, then you will absolutely love Green Frontier. It is such an amazing series. I highly recommend it. It is so deep. I don't even want to get into it. I'm just going to let you explore it, watch the trailer, and if you feel called, continue watching. I'm obsessed. I'm definitely going to watch it a second time. I think it's a really important piece of content. Okay, I also wanted to say thank you so much for your support on Let There Be Lou's Night of the Goddess. I can't tell you how excited I am for this evening. There's no words that I can put together to even begin to express what the Night of the Goddess means to me. I want to first and foremost thank everyone that invested in this event, that is believing in this event, and that is just going to join me for a really special night of sacred work and celebration. And then, of course, I want to give a really special thank you to all of the collective energy that has come together to even make this possible. We are having it at the amazing location of Candela on La Brea. I am excited on how we are going to utilize this beautiful space. 
it is going to be so powerful and of course it is owned by a woman of color so you know that's a plus 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 i am in full gratitude to all of the goddesses that will be guiding events for the let there be lose listeners i really truly wanted this to be a reflection of the support that i have received throughout the last year through the several months from the women that are coming together so now you will also feel the support that these women have been gifting me they will be gifting you the same energetic support the moment that you enter this sacred event is what i want to call it because it is full of so much light and so much richness and so much depth that um, it is absolutely a sacred event most especially when so much collective energy comes together for the community a very special thank you to jenny viveros who is going to lead all of the energetic limpias a very special thank you to zoila darton who is not only the mistress of ceremonies but she is also the guardian of the altar that we are going to have at this event Special thank you to Sonia Acosta, who is going to introduce myself and so many of us to pranic psychotherapy. I cannot wait for that experience. Yesenia Mendoza Menchaca from Somos Padres, who is going to guide us through the journey in between each exercise that we have with some important writing prompts. A very special thank you to Jasmine Alejandres, also known as Esoteric Essa, who is going to guide us through a phoenix full moon cinnamon ritual honoring death and rebirth a very special thank you to angie sanchez who is going to take us through a journey of activating different dimensions of our ascended master self our goddess self our warrior self with the angelic realm using the quantum field and then last but certainly not least a very special thank you to michelle morales who is going to guide us into our full moon warrior goddess dance i cannot thank you enough enough please be sure to check the link in the description to follow all of these women on their social media coming together to be of support these are resources that are accessible to you here in california they put on events themselves they lead activations and so while i'm not going to be here in california physically i'm still going to be here digitally i'm on patreon we will remain as connected as ever but we also need local resources it is important to have access to local events that are taking place so i highly recommend that you hit the link in the description follow all of these women and use them as resources that you can depend on as women that are healing and guiding and just leading the community in many different ways connect with them because they are bomb so thank you so much to everyone that invested and while we don't have any spots open we may have an opportunity we may not i definitely don't want to mislead you but you can hit the link in the bio on let there be loose instagram or on the loose warrior instagram and you can sign up to join the waiting list you never know also to those that have invested please note that within the next couple of days you will receive an email with more details on the event so be on the lookout for that. I am excited for this episode because I feel it is one of the most important steps, one of the most important action items, 
things. One of the most important tasks that we have ahead of ourselves, we need to get comfortable with our score. We need to be able to navigate, drive the ship in order to improve our score. And here is why. The era that we are currently experiencing, the financial energy that we're currently experiencing has been one of the most successful ones for the longest periods of time. The economy is in a really great place. It has been. And so there is a lot of fear surrounding the possibility of the market crashing. I really want us to be comfortable in the space where we have absolutely no fear of the market crashing and we're doing everything it takes today in order to get prepared for that market to crash. The first thing we have to do is look at our credit score. In our last Abundance Series episode, I talked about taking three action items in order to better prepare ourselves in developing a healthy relationship with money. The first action item I said was to get clear with your money. The second one was to check your credit score. And the third was to check your interest rate on your savings account or open a savings account if you haven't already. Today, what we're going to get into is deeper into tips, deeper into support, deeper into giving you knowledge on why the FICO score is so important, what it is, and how you can improve it. I definitely don't want to assume anyone's level of financial literacy. I'm going to make this as digestible as possible as I can. If you're already knowledgeable in this area, maybe you still want to stay tuned because there might be something in here that you didn't know before, or you just want to refresh your memory on things that you can take action on today that will help improve your credit score because we can always, always, always improve our credit score. That's only going to get us into a better position for when the time comes when we want to purchase a car or more importantly, purchase a piece of real estate, which is one of the components that I talked about on the last abundance episode that can really help you build financial wealth aside from stocks. So the FICO score is a score. It's a grade that you are giving given by the credit bureau that determines if you are financially responsible enough to receive a loan, whether that is a credit card, whether it's a car loan, or whether it's a home loan, a business loan, any type of credit. This score determines whether or not you can receive one and if you can, how much interest you will be charged. And so this is why it's always important to continue to improve it so that we can continue to lower the potential interest rates that a lender will tack on to the loan. I want you to envision your FICO credit score as a big piece of pie and the way the credit bureau determines your score is how well you have scored within each piece of this pie, meaning the FICO score is made up of five different components. Each of those components are worth a higher percentage, some all the way as low as 10% of the pie and some as high as 35% of the pie, ranking in importance. 
Coming in at 35% is your payment history. How many times have you been late on a payment? Are you late on payments? Do you have any outstanding balances that are in the red? This makes up 35% of your credit score. So it is really important that if you are late, you start to take action to make those payments and to try and get up to date. The marks that we get from a late payment, not only do they account for 35% of our entire credit score, but it also affects your credit score for the next seven years. Now, I want you to pay very close attention to this part. Every seven years, those marks erase. Those loans, for the most part, will drop. It is important that you use your own judgment. I'm definitely not asking you to not pay debt. I'm asking you to analyze your own personal situation and make the proper decisions based on your situation. So again, 35% goes to payment history. It is important to always make your payments in on time. Now, I also want to talk about this on an energetic and on a spiritual level. I remember there was a time in my life when I was unable to make payments on cards. I was so behind and I was so in debt. My credit score was absolutely worthless. I was in really bad shape and there was a part of me that really believed that I could not make these payments and so I didn't. That was a really big mistake that I made. Looking back at that and knowing what I know now, I would have educated my younger self on being able to manifest and generate money on my own without being dependent of a paycheck, without being necessarily dependent of a job. I would have educated myself on manifesting, on attracting money and let me just clarify when I say attracting money. It's not sitting on my butt, eating popcorn, watching a movie, and praying that money is just going to show up on my coffee table or putting it on a vision board and hoping that it shows up. I really believe that it is an energetic exchange between you and the universe. You're taking action towards making whatever it is you're trying to manifest possible and the universe begins to open the doors for you. Let's say I want to start a podcast. I can't just like hope and hope and hope that I have a podcast. I actually have to find the energetic belief in myself to hit record, to learn how to edit, to learn how to upload, to learn how to create a podcast. I have to take all of those actions to make it happen. It just doesn't happen automatically. There's energy that you need to step into and that is how you manifest. So I would have strengthened my relationship with spirit at that time and taught younger Linda hey, you need money, you can't pay this bill. I want you to stop saying I can't pay this bill and I want you to start saying how can I pay this bill and watch an idea flow through, watch a concept flow through or watch an opportunity flow through where you're given the space and the platform to actually generate that money and make that money happen. So I also want to offer you that if you're in a space of, but I can't make this payment, but I can't, I can't, I want you to switch your perspective and start asking how can I remember you are infinite intelligence you are one of the most powerful beings and your higher self source God the universe they're wanting to give you answers but when you say I can't what you're really saying is you can't you can't give me an answer you can't give me a solution and you're blocking that door you need to instead open the door and allow for universe source your higher self to walk through and provide solutions to those problems 35% payment history let's move to 
the second biggest tier, which takes up 30% of the pie at credit utilization. What is credit utilization? Credit utilization is how much credit have you been given and how much credit do you use. If you were granted a credit card for $1,000 and you used up all of those $1,000, that means that you have utilized all of your credit so you technically don't have any available credit to use and it also shows the credit bureau that you're not responsible and the moment you're given the credit and when you are granted credit you will use all of it. This is such a common mistake because when someone gives you credit it's natural if you haven't been educated in finances to use up all the credit. But I want you to remember that being granted credit does not mean being granted money. This is money that you have to pay and almost always at a higher interest. So whatever you purchased on that credit card, you're going to end up paying a lot more for what it was worth. And everything depreciates in value the moment you buy it. So it's not worth buying anything on credit. Use credit cards in the same way that you would if you had the money in the bank. This is key. I know it can get really tempting, but again, this is a spiritual opportunity you have right now to get clear with what you have and what you don't have and what you're buying from ego and what you're actually buying from necessity. And be cognizant of mind tricks that is like, but you need this meal and you can can't afford it so you should just go to the restaurant buy the meal and then you can afford it because you need to eat so that's a necessity no the more responsible thing to do is to get clear that you need lunch money and perhaps go to the grocery store buy a sopita maruchan we've all been there buy some tuna buy whatever it is that you can afford that's within your means and eat that way instead of justifying making a lunch purchase on your credit card and then going home and again, same question, asking yourself, I'm living outside of my means. What is it that I can do to improve my financial situation? So coming in at 30% is credit utilization. And again, that is utilizing how much of the credit that you are given do you utilize. Also, this 30% is also important in the space of generating as much credit as possible. We also come from a teaching that the more credit cards you have, the worse your credit can be or the worse your credit is. This is actually not true. It used to be true back in the 80s, which is like our parents' school of financial literacy, but this actually changed. The more credit cards you have, the better. Here's what's not good is using all of those credit cards and carrying major balances and and utilizing all of the credit given. If you have 13, 14 credit cards, believe it or not, that's actually good. What it does is it tells the credit bureau, do you have the capabilities of tapping into that money, but you've been responsible. They want to see how much credit you have versus how much you've actually utilized. One of my biggest mistakes since cleaning up my credit was only having two credit cards. Every time I was offered a credit card at Target or anywhere else, I would always look at that opportunity and see it as like the devil. Like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't even let the cashier finish and I would just project all of this negative energy towards this opportunity that is an opportunity that could hinder me in a 
achieving my financial dreams and achieving wealth and achieving all of these opportunities that I was rejecting by simply rejecting someone giving me the opportunity to open a credit card. Let me explain this further. Because this is 30% of your credit FICO score, it is a strong determination of whether or not you are able to receive a home loan or a business loan. Not having enough credit cards could be your biggest hindrance. So what I did the moment I started to get obsessed with all of this is I immediately opened up three more lines of credit and I watched my score jump tremendously. All right, so 35% payment history and 30% credit utilization. Those are the two biggest slices of the pie that make up your credit score. The next slice is only 15%. That is credit history, meaning the age of your credit. Lenders want to see how long you've had credit lines open. They want to see how long you've been able to maintain your financial responsibilities for. When I opened up my three new credit cards, I brought down my percentage in credit history because this is what happens. They take an average of your newest card and your oldest card. My oldest cards were about five years old and my newest cards I just got them so it brought down my average to about two and a half years worth of credit history it kind of brought my percentage down but I wasn't too concerned with that because it only makes up 15% of my total credit score and getting those additional cards improved my credit utilization which is 30% and it also gave me the opportunity to improve my payment history which makes up 35%. So I'm willing to take that hit. It is worth it 100%. And it will also increase my chances of getting a mortgage loan, which is what I'm seeking to do. Then we come in with the next slice of the pie. That is 10% of new credit. The 10% of new credit is looking specifically at hard inquiries, meaning how many times have you opened up your credit and inquired for a loan. Don't confuse this with you personally looking at your credit. This doesn't hurt you at all. You can look at your credit. I mentioned in the last episode to utilize Credit Karma. That's what I use to look at my credit and see what the score is. That doesn't hurt you. That's a misconception. What does hurt you is hard inquiries, applying for a car loan, applying for a home loan, and applying for credit cards. However, It is okay to take that hit because you're going to improve your credit utilization at 30% and you're going to improve your credit payment history at 35%. So what I did is this last round of hard inquiries that I did, I did them all together back to back because these hard inquiries are only going to affect me for the next six months. And so I'd rather get hit with those three and roll out the six months and then be clear six months later. So you see how you can strategize on how to do all of this? It's very helpful to use that logic energy, that masculine energy to make a strategy on how you're going to improve your credit score. And I promise you, you can turn your credit score around in a matter of months and even weeks. Alfonso and I have a credit card together 
together and then he had a lot of debts on an old credit card and so he did what he thought was right which was to pay off all the debt and then close the credit card. This is one of the biggest mistakes we can do because what you're doing is you're impacting the credit utilization at 30% on this FICO credit score pie. You're also impacting the 15% slice of the pie of credit history because let's say that's a really old card and you closed it, you completely cut off all of the time you've spent with that card. And let's say you've been making minimum payments, you've never been late, you're just carrying a really big balance on it. All you have to do is pay off that balance, but do not close the card. That card is going to be your best friend. And so that's one of the biggest mistakes is closing accounts. Do not close accounts. Just continue using them every once in a while to make a purchase like pumping gas or going out to a restaurant and just make sure you pay that balance at the end of the month. Once I started to learn all of this, I told Alfonso open up a new credit card. And even though his credit was semi-decent, not that great, it was 665, he got declined for a credit card. So I told them not to worry just go ahead and get a secured credit card and I promise you this will improve okay well there's two inquiries on his credit right so we know it's going to go down because of those inquiries but then he got the secured credit card and in about three months his credit score was raised to 760 so those points of that new credit that hard inquiry it didn't even matter because the importance and the weight the size of the pie of the 35% payment history and the 30% credit utilization superseded the new credit percentage, that mark that he received when he opened up the credit. So again, just to reiterate, this isn't as important. It doesn't hold the amount of weight that we actually think it does. The last slice of the pie also comes in at 10% and that's a credit mix. The lenders want to see that you have a good credit mix, meaning you have a car loan, you have different types of credit cards, you also have a mortgage. They want to see that you have your loans diversified. This is great, but for me personally, I don't have a mortgage. I already paid off my car loan, so I don't have debt there. So right now, all I have is my cards. I'm utilizing that to the best of my abilities so that later when I go in to get a home loan, I have enough weight. I have enough credit card weight to offset that 10%. I feel like the credit mix is something that you shouldn't place too much stress on. It's something that comes later on in time as you're working through building your FICO credit score as you really start to understand the importance and what the score can do for you. Remember that this score can make or really genuinely break you. If you're wanting to build generational wealth, this is the first place to start because generational wealth is built with stocks and is also built with real estate. And while stocks has a really high risk, real estate does not. Even if you bought real estate today and the market crashes tomorrow, don't worry. Don't worry. You need to look at your real estate investments as long-term investments. I'm talking about 10, 20 years from now. It will not matter that the market drops tomorrow if you purchased a house today because if you ride through that and stick with it, that house will be worth so much more than you purchasing it at the top of the market 
today. It will be worth so much more in 10 and 20 years from now. And that's when you sell. That's when you build generational wealth. This is how we invest. However, with that being said, I do think we have a really great opportunity right now and a nice timeline to really work on improving our credit so that when it does go down, we actually have an opportunity to buy. Because if you live in places like California or New York, where real estate is just completely outrageous and not feasible, I know here in California, in my neighborhood, which is not a great neighborhood, houses cost a million dollars for a tiny backyard if any and two to three bedrooms it's just ridiculous and so if you're living in an area like this and you cannot afford to take out a loan or your credit isn't strong enough this is a time where you build your credit and you do take an opportunity for this new wave that's going to take place when houses drop because they do drop and we get excited we have no more fear surrounding the experience this is when we take the risk we put the money down we buy the house and we start to build security and a foundation for our family i hope this episode was helpful. I love you all so much. If you are appreciating the content that I'm creating, I would just like to ask that you head over to iTunes, give this podcast five stars, and then take it a step further and write a review. Writing a review is not just a token of showing your appreciation to what it is that I'm creating, but it also helps other women of color creating the same type of content. So please rate and review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'll chat with you all next week. May the light within grow richer. Make the light